0: Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Colvin.
1: Hey, 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 it's Monty. Welcome to The Rockcast. I live for this! So glad you could join me. I know it's been a while, but, uh, you know, I am back. And today I will be talking about stuff that I'm sure will have each and every one of you absolutely riveted to your seats. I doubt it. I think I'm just going to jump from topic to topic today. And I'll just play it by ear and we'll see what happens. Just give me a break. Get a job, man. All right. Well, I think the first thing I'll do is check my listener email. Because as you know, I get literally thousands and thousands of emails from you guys every single day. Don't lie. And there's no way I could possibly answer it all, but somehow I do. Utter BS. And every now and then, there'll be one that will just stand out above all the others. And the other day, I got one like that, and so I thought I'd read it for you guys. And this one is from a Mr. James Nelson, and James says, Hey, Monty, how's it going? Oh, is that a good question? Well, James, thanks so much for writing, man. I appreciate it. And wow, I don't know if I can completely answer that in the time that I have today, but uh, I'll try. I cannot wait. Uh, Well, let's see. Uh, I got through the holidays. Uh, You know, I'm kind of glad that's over. But we really didn't do that much for Christmas. We just kind of stayed home and hung out. And Lindsay and I really never know what to get each other. So, uh, you know, this year I got some sweatpants from her and uh, some art supplies. And I gave her a Pantera t-shirt and I did a painting of her cats for her. But it doesn't really matter because really it's just all about the kids. We spend hundreds on them and buy them all these presents and uh, they don't appreciate any of it. And it turns out they just went to the dollar store to buy our gift. But hey, that's kind of the way it is for parents and we've grown to expect it. But, you know, we had a good time and uh, Lindsay and I were hanging out afterwards and she's like, you know, I feel bad that I didn't get you more. And I said, oh, no, don't feel bad. Uh, I don't really need anything and I like what you got me. And she said, well, the thing that I wanted to get you is that I wanted to buy you a car for Christmas. And I was like, wow, really? Really? And she said, yeah, you know, you've been driving the Hellmobile for four years now, and my daughter's starting to drive now, so why don't we just give her the Hellmobile, and we'll get you something else. And, you know, uh, I thought about it, and they say, you know, pick your battles. And so I decided not to argue with Lindsay. Good thinking. And so I got online and started looking, and uh, right before New Year's, I found a Nissan Rogue. I wanted something that I could carry my equipment in, but at the same time would get good gas mileage. And so we went out and checked it out, and it was a few years old, but it only had 11,000 miles on it. And I mean, this thing was pristine. It didn't have a dent or a scratch or anything on it anywhere. It looked brand new. And so we took it for a spin, and I loved it, but then you got to go through the whole thing with the dealership. (laughs) And I hate dealing with car salesmen, but as that kind of thing goes, uh, this dude wasn't too bad. And we start talking, and of course it always comes up, uh, the question, what do you do for a living? And I know where it's going to go, but I still say, uh, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm an artist and uh, kind of a musician. And, of course, they're always like, oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah, well, I play a little bit, too. And, you know, I want to be nice, so I'm like, ah, cool. And, uh, you know, but then he goes on and starts telling me about all of his guitars when I just really want to get a good deal and get out of there. But he wants to keep talking about music, and of course the inevitable question comes up, uh, well, what's the name of your band? And I'm like, well, we're Galactic Cowboys. And he's like, oh yeah, where do you play? And I'm like, well, we don't really play around here, uh, we mostly, you know, used to tour. And he's like, oh, really? Uh, well, did you ever record anything? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, we did a few albums. And I would have been fine with it ending right there, but uh, he starts looking it up on Spotify. And before we could even close this deal, he was playing the entire Long Way Back to the Moon album over the intercom system of the dealership. And I'm not kidding. Uh, Lindsay and I are sitting there trying to get him to come down 600 bucks, and I'm hearing Come On and Hate Me blasting through the speakers. <laughs> So that was kind of weird, but uh, we got a pretty good deal, and we did end up buying it. And of course, by buying it, I mean that uh, Lindsey put some money down on it, and I'm going to be making payments for the next six years. Well, yeah. But it's a very cool car, and I'm very thankful for it. So that was Christmas, and we got through New Year's, but that's when all hell pretty much broke loose. Ah! That same week, I got the flu, and uh, when I get the flu, it's like uh, the end of the world. I'm not like most people who just throw up a few times. I have to do it for about 8 to 10 hours in a row, and I'm not even exaggerating. And a few days later, I wasn't feeling that much better, and so I went to a doctor and found out, oh, I've got another kidney stone. And if you've never had one of those, let me just tell you, they're horrible. For me, they start out with this pain underneath my ribs and then you can gradually feel it dropping and dropping until it's down in your nether regions. And it just feels like getting kicked in the balls over and over. And so the best way I can describe it is if uh, you're a woman, it's something like childbirth. And if you're me, uh, it's just kind of like life or, uh, you know, being a parent. It's just terrible. And so I finally get scheduled for surgery. And the night before, there was a big ice and snowstorm here in Kansas City. And as if I wasn't dealing with enough stress already, I had to drive across town over icy, snowy roads for about an hour and a half. But we make it, I get checked in, and uh, I have the surgery procedure. And the doctor takes the kidney stone out, and I get back home, and I'm just uh, relaxing on my bed. And we'd only been home for like an hour when the stepdaughter walks into the room and says, Uh, I just saw a tow truck driving off with a Hellmobile. Uh And so I'm like, oh great, now this. And so I called the police and said, yeah, somebody took my Nissan Pathfinder out in front of my house and uh, it's gone. And they said, oh, yeah, one of your pussy neighbors complained about it. And, uh, you know, we just had it hauled away after a couple days. And I said, you know, we've had some really bad weather and it's covered in snow. Uh, Why would you have it towed away? And they were like, yeah, uh, we just consider it an abandoned automobile. And I said, but isn't it legal to park on that street? And the cop said, "Uh, well, yeah, but uh, one of your neighbors is a total pussy and decided to complain about it. So uh, we had no choice. Oh, of course. And so I had to go and find the Hellmobile at a tow lot and pay him $265, which by the way is probably more than the Hellmobile is worth. But to make things even better, on the day when I had had surgery and had my car towed away, I was also issued a ticket by the police and at some point I will have to go to court and pay a fine. And it was at that very moment that I realized that I am possibly the most unlucky man on earth. And to all you guys that want to tell me what a lucky man I am every time I post a picture of Hot Lindsay on Facebook, well no, I want you to take it back right now. Yes, I am very fortunate to have a very sexy wife, but she is just about the only thing that's worked out for me in about the last 35 years. So lucky man, I'm not so sure, but I keep trudging on and I will not be stopped. Well then shut up with your bitching. So my new year has not exactly gotten off to the way I would have wanted it to, but hey, uh, this too, I will get through. But that's kind of how it's been going for me. And I hope that answers your question, James. I appreciate you asking. I mean,
0: this stuff drives me nuts!
1: Okay, let's switch gears now and do some top ten lists. I've got such a backlog of them that uh, I better get to two or three on this show. And the first one is from Dean Bibb, and he says, Hey, hey, Monty, I love the rock cast, and hearing you talk about greatest hits albums has inspired me to create my own. These albums make my heart soar, or make my head bang, or give me a lead foot. Well, all right, Dean. Uh, You might want to see a doctor about that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think that's funny. All right. Well, anyway, here we go with Dean's top ten best of or greatest hits album. And it begins at number ten with Kiss Double Platinum. Number nine is Larry Norman and Another Land. Number eight is The Who, Then and Now. Number seven is Dedication, The Very Best of Thin Lizzy. Number six is Neil Diamond's Greatest Hits. Number five, Journey's Greatest Hits. Number four is Classic Queen and Queen's Greatest Hits. Number three is Elvis, Second to None. Number two is Ramon's Mania. And at number one, it's Let It Rock, The Best of the Georgia Satellites. Well, good job, Dean. Thanks for that list, and thanks for listening. But, you know, sometimes I get lists that uh, have nothing to do with music, but they're very thought-provoking, and I like those. And this next one is just that, and it comes from Mr. Stephen Hines. Whoa! Now, Stephen and I have been friends for a long time, but uh, we are basically on opposite ends when it comes to politics. I consider myself a conservative, and I'm not going to speak for uh, Stephen, but if I had to guess, I'm going to say he's not a Republican. Big liberal. But at any rate, he has sent me a list of the top ten things that baffle him about conservatives. Oh, boy. Well, okay, let's uh, check this out, and it starts out at number ten. Conservatives claim they aren't racist or homophobic, but they get super pissed when minorities are finally recognized and portrayed in TV shows or movies after decades of never being able to see someone they can relate to in entertainment as human beings.
0: I know it's the
1: truth! Okay, well let's take these things uh, one at a time. First of all, I don't like being called a racist, no. Mainly because I'm not. I personally am not offended that there are black people on TV. In fact, I love basketball and practically the whole NBA is black. I can't stand LeBron James because he's an arrogant asshole, but that has nothing to do with race. And that's kind of how I judge most people. Uh, Not by the color of their skin, but are you an asshole? But I have no problem with shows that have an all black cast. And uh, in fact, uh, you know, if you want to have a show called Blackish, that's fine with me. As long as we can have a show called Whitish. RACIST! But anyway, I'm just going to move on to number nine, which is. Conservatives love to call liberals snowflakes and pretend they can just move along when they see or hear something they disagree with, but then they lose their minds about the Second Amendment or throw around words like libtard. Okay, well first of all, I kind of like the term snowflake. I think it definitely applies to a lot of young people and millennials who have been uh, brought up in a culture of victimization. And it just seems like they have a really hard time with handling anything. As far as the Second Amendment, well, I personally think that's really important. I think it's in the Constitution for a reason and should stay there. But as far as the term libtard, well, yeah, I think uh, we said that on the last episode, but it was more of a joke than anything. But I realize when, you know, a conservative says something like that, there's going to be a certain amount of libtards who get upset and offended. And to those people, I say, hey, you know, uh, it's better than being called a racist, isn't it? It's not! All right, number eight, most conservatives are continuously duped into thinking that all liberals want to take away their guns, that there's a war on Christmas, and all Democrats want a free handout and they don't want to work. Okay, well, one at a time, uh, do liberals want to take away our guns? Uh, I don't think they all do, but I think some probably do. And when they start talking about confiscating guns, uh, that's dangerous to me. Is there a war on Christmas? I could care less because it's one of my least favorite holidays. And uh, do Democrats just want a free handout and don't want to work? Well, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I don't call those kind of people Democrats. I call them lazy. Is there anything especially vicious or harsh about that? Another thing that Stephen doesn't understand about conservatives... Many of them claim that they want small government that doesn't intrude on our personal lives, but they love it when the government weighs in on women's rights to their own bodies and gay rights, etc. Well, you're right, Stephen. I don't really want big government intruding into my life. I don't want to depend on the government to fix all of my problems, and I really wish they wouldn't take so much of our money. And as far as the issue of a woman having the right to their own body, uh, well, I'm all for that. However, I am against people killing unborn babies. So if that makes me a horrible person, well, so be it. You suck! Number six on Stevens list is conservatives claim that news media outlets they disagree with are fake news. But Fox News and other conservative outlets are gospels that they parrot phrases from. Well, it is true, I do like Fox News, but uh, the reason I like it is because they have a lot of people on there that I really respect. And when I hear constitutional scholars like Mark Levin and uh, compare it to some of the people on uh, CNN and MSNBC, uh, you know, I know I'm on the right track. Because it takes a certain amount of intelligence to deal with facts and laws and history. Rather than just being driven by emotion and uh, wanting to call somebody a racist. So yeah, I like Fox News. Guess what? You're a dummy! And that would lead us to number five, which is many conservatives confuse kindness with weakness. Well, no, I don't have any problem with kindness. I think uh, kindness is a great thing. But just because somebody wants open borders and I do not doesn't mean that I don't care about people. It just means if you come into this country, I think you ought to have documentation and do it the right way. Now, does that make me heartless and mean? I don't think so. This guy is so hateful. Number four on Steven's list is uh, any liberal who displays and values intelligence is usually labeled an arrogant elitist who thinks that he or she is better than the working class. All right, let's see. Uh, liberals who display and value intelligence. Well, obviously you're not talking about Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I right or not? Have you seen these people? All right, sorry about that. Uh, getting back to Steven's list at number three. Conservatives demand respect for the office of the presidency unless the president is a Democrat, burning Obama in effigy, holding up signs, comparing him to a monkey, etc. That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, Stephen, uh, I don't remember those things happening. I'm sure they did. And if they did, that was wrong. But are you seriously comparing how Trump has been treated by the media and by Hollywood to the way Obama was treated? I mean, I remember the media just literally fawning over Obama. It didn't matter what he did. uh, They just talked like he was the greatest thing ever. And with Trump, it's just been absolute, utter hatred every day. You've had Snoop Dogg assassinating him in videos. You got Kathy Griffin holding up a severed head. Yeah, that's some real tolerance and kindness for you right there. Yeah, I see what you mean. You're just being nitpicky. Number two is uh, conservatives lack empathy on many social issues unless said issues affect people in their families, like gay rights. Okay, once again, with the gay rights. Uh, well, if you must know, uh, I do have people in my family who are gay. But am I worried about gay rights? No. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if uh, gay people want to get married, I just don't care anymore. If you want to be legally bound together for the rest of your life and be miserable like most people, uh, go ahead. HOMOPHOBE! And finally, on Stephen's list of things that baffle him about conservatives... Any group they disagree with has an agenda, but they never admit to having one themselves. Hmm, Well, that's an interesting thought, Stephen. Uh, Do conservatives have an agenda? Well, let's see. I know we'd like lower taxes. We like low unemployment and, uh, you know, a good economy. We also believe in capitalism and freedom. Now is that an agenda? I don't know, but I know one thing, that was a hell of a list, Steven. You gave me a whole lot to talk about and I appreciate it, man. Good job. All righty. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, because that's probably the last time I will ever talk about politics on this show ever again, ever. It's starting to get on my last damn nerves. So the other day, I was watching TV. You? Yeah, shocking, I know, but uh, I ran onto this cool documentary about Brian Head Welch from Corn. It was called Loud Crazy Love, and it was on Showtime. And it was one of those rare moments where my AT&T cable was actually working. And so I watched the whole thing and I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his story, but uh, back in the 90s he was in corn, he was a huge rock star, but he was also a drug addict and an alcoholic. And at one point, he finally had had enough, he had a young daughter, and he just said, you know, I'm going to quit all this and uh, give it up, and he became a Christian, and uh, he quit corn. And after that, he did some solo stuff, and uh, that didn't really go that well, and uh, he lost a lot of money, but he was there for his daughter, and uh, I could kind of relate to the guy. I never drank or did drugs, but uh, you know I did go through some hard times when I did those solo albums. And by the end of the movie, I just really felt for the guy. He just seemed like a genuine, uh, cool person. And I don't know what your feelings are about Korn, but uh, in a way, the guy kind of helped invent a genre. And even though I only really liked Korn's first album, back then uh, when you heard it for the first time, you were like, wow, this is really different. So I enjoyed the movie about Head Welch, and as the credits were rolling, uh, they started playing this really cool song. And I waited to see who it was, and it turned out to be Love and Death, which is the name of Head's solo band. And so I went to check it out on YouTube and ended up really liking it. Like I said, I went to listen to this stuff on YouTube, and uh, my god, what has happened to YouTube? I mean, I understand that they want to make money, and I don't blame them for that, but holy crap, the commercials are so annoying. I was trying to listen to this Eddie Trunk interview, and like every two minutes, they broke in with a commercial.
0: It begins to drive me into a frustrated rage.
1: Anyway, back to the love and death stuff, a really good album. Obviously, it kind of sounds like corn for good reason, but uh, I don't know. I almost like this better. love that song and it chokes me up a little bit. I'll admit it. There's a lot of passion in this album. A lot of great melodies too. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Breaking Benjamin or something like that. But something you may not be aware of is that this CD also contains one of the weirdest and possibly best cover tunes ever. Do you remember Whip It by Devo, that quirky little uh, new wave song back in the 80s? Well check this out, this is Love and Death doing their version of it and you may not even recognize it, but it is too cool. let's do some music news. I found several stories that I found kind of interesting and the first one is that rapper Chris Brown is in trouble again. Always going off. You remember him? He was the guy that was dating Rihanna and he punched her in the face and as I recall he got off kind of easy for that because you know uh, the guy's a good dancer. But this time he may be in big trouble because recently he was charged with possession of an exotic monkey.
0: God help us all!
1: Yeah, he did not have a permit for that monkey and therefore he faces up to six months in jail. So, uh, you know, our prayers go out to Chris Brown. He's a bad boy and he just cannot stay out of trouble. And it's one thing to abuse women, but uh, you probably shouldn't mess with PETA. Because they don't care how good a dancer you are.
0: HELL NO!
1: Now this coming year there's a lot of tours and shows and concerts coming up that uh, sound pretty interesting. And apparently the remaining members of Static X are going to get back together and do some shows to honor Wayne Static. And they haven't said yet who the singer is going to be, but uh, at first I was like, Oh come on, you can't do it without Wayne Static. In my opinion, Wayne Static was Static X. But the more I thought about it, you know, it's like, uh, whatever, you know, uh could be cool, uh, those are great songs. So we'll see what happens with that. Does anyone care? I also saw a story on Blabbermouth saying that the band Fozzy is going to open a stadium concert for Iron Maiden in September. And Fozzy's singer Chris Jericho came out with a statement where he said, It's our mission to destroy Iron Maiden in that concert. And I read the comments underneath the article, and all these people are just losing it on Jericho. They're just like, what a douche, how could he say that? But in Chris Jericho's defense, I must say, I know the guy is a huge Maiden fan to begin with. But also, I mean, if you're a musician, that should always be your goal. If you're going to open for somebody, you should go out with the intent of blowing them off the stage. That's always been my goal. If Galactic Cowboys or Crunchy is opening for somebody, I want to blow the headliner away. And there's been some times when I would say that we actually did. But whether it happens or not, the point is that should be your attitude when you go out there in the first place. So I have no beef with Chris Jericho saying that. I say good for him. He's a jerk. There's also a bunch of new albums coming out this year. Uh, Some of you prog nerds will be excited to hear that Dream Theater's got a new CD coming out. Also coming out in March, you got the Backyard Babies, Queensryche, Devin Townsend, In Flames, and my favorite band of all time, The Wild Hearts. I think it's been about 10 years since the Wild Hearts put out a CD, and I can't wait. I don't give a damn! Now, another album that some of you nerds might find interesting is an album done by nerds. It's a new CD of cover tunes done by Weezer. And I've always liked Weezer myself. I think they're a really good band, and on this album, they show how really good they are. They do an amazing version of Mr. Blue Sky by ELO and they even do some Black Sabbath. that was Weezer you can check that out if you want but uh, let's do another top 10 real quickly this is from Michael McCollum in Ohio and it's his top 10 Seinfeld characters I'm a huge Seinfeld fan and let's get it going with number 10 Frank Costanza number 9 Lloyd Braun number 8 Putty Number seven, Estelle Costanza. Number six, Elaine. Number five, Jerry. Number four, Kramer. Number three, Newman. Number two is Izzy Mandelbaum. And at number one, George Costanza. Cool list, Michael. Thanks so much for sending that. Seinfeld is one of my favorite shows of all time, but definitely my favorite sitcom. Oh yeah! Okay, so most of you guys know that I'm a big sports fan. And we've got the Super Bowl coming up, and uh, I was just so disappointed that my Kansas City Chiefs did not make it there. Once again, we lost in the playoffs, and uh, we came so close. For about five seconds, I thought, oh my god, we're actually going to the Super Bowl, but oh no, one of our guys was off sides. And so, once again, we're left with the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. But none of you should be surprised because I predicted this back on episode number 210 of the Rockcast. I started out talking about the Chiefs, and then, well, this is what I said. And this year, I don't know how good they're going to be, but it looks like we've got a pretty good offense. Because we've got this new quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and the guy has a cannon for an arm. And by cannon for an arm, I mean that like where his arm would be normally, uh, there's a cannon. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, so that should be exciting. I want to see that. But it's professional football, so it's really so predictable. And I'm just going to go ahead and predict right now that the New England Patriots will be in the Super Bowl. And 10 years from now, when Tom Brady is in his 50s, they will still be going. Every single year, it's the Patriots, Patriots. Boring. So there it was, my prediction back in August. And from what I understand, Tom Brady is planning on playing again next year. And so I'll just go ahead and make my prediction right now for next year's Super Bowl and say the Patriots are in it again. Because I'm pretty sure that somehow, some way, in the fourth quarter of the championship game, they will have some phantom call go their way and be there again. Sounds like you're a sore loser. And no, I'm not just making excuses. Yes, you are. Alright, well that's enough sports for now. Uh, let's talk some music. Let's see what you got! You know, back in the 80s and 90s, i discovered discover new bands by watching stuff like MTV. I'd see somebody on Headbangers Ball and I'd go, Hey, I'm going to go check that out. Well, those days are gone, but now we've got YouTube. And like I say, if you uh, can deal with all the constant commercials, it's still a good source to discover new bands. Well, the other day I was on there and I ran onto this band called Cage Nine. And it turns out they've been around for a while, but they've got a new album out now and man, was I impressed. The songs are just really good. They're great musicians. And, uh, you know, I just thought I got to share this with my Rockcast listeners. I think you guys will dig it a lot. So uh, here's a little taste of Cage 9. Okay, before I go, I wanted to tell you guys about a really cool DVD that's coming out in February called Band vs Brand. It's a film made by a good friend of mine named Bob Nowbandian, and he makes documentaries about metal and the metal scene and music in general, and this is another really good one. Whether you're a musician or somebody that knows nothing about the music industry, you're going to find this very interesting. I got to watch this yesterday and it's got a lot of great interviews with musicians and rock stars and uh, industry people and it just covers all kinds of stuff that bands deal with like marketing and publishing and uh, everything from logos to uh, what's it like uh, when a band breaks up. For instance, uh, who gets the name? And why are there two different versions of Queensryche and R.A.T.? And you can pre-order it right now on Amazon, and you'll be glad you did. And once again, it's called Band vs. Brand. So I hope you'll check that out, uh, and I hope it does really well for Bob because uh, he deserves it. He does really great work, and he's a great guy. And he's beloved by many. All right, time now for a major announcement. I want you guys to do me a favor and go check out my brand new website. It's MontyCalvinArt.com. I've been working on it for months, and it's finally done, and it's finally up. I've still got my MontyCalvin.net website where you can find my t-shirts and CDs, but MontyCalvinArt.com is specifically dedicated to my artwork. And there's three different categories you can pick from. I've got uh, paintings of rock stars and musicians. I've got celebrities and sports figures and then there's just a miscellaneous. And in that I'll have a bunch of gas fist paintings and whatever. But I'll be adding to it all the time. I'm gonna try and uh, kick out a couple of paintings every week and just uh, you know have a bunch of stuff on there to choose from. I've got a lot of different sizes and prices that uh, you know hopefully fit into your budget. You can use PayPal. And just remember, paintings make great gifts. If you need a birthday present for your spouse or a friend, uh, this might be a perfect idea. I mean, why waste a bunch of time looking around at the mall trying to find something stupid that they're not going to care anything about when you can go to MontyColvinArt.com and find them a cool portrait of Frank Zappa or the Beatles or James Hetfield or Marilyn Monroe. And if you don't find what you want on there and, uh, you know, there's somebody you wanted, like an actor or musician or athlete, uh, let me know and maybe we can work something out and I'll uh, just do a commission for you. But do me a favor and check it out. I'd appreciate it. Uh, It's unique art for unique people. But that's going to do it for me for now. I'm going to play you one more song by Cage Nine. This song is not on their new album. It's a, an older song they did a few years ago, but it's great. I hope you like it. I'll be back soon with more fun and mayhem. But until then, this has been Moni saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like unless it's me and rock on.
0: This has been Monty's Rock.